and do debts. This is the Small State Big Takes Podcast. If you joined us yeah. for the first week, thanks for being thank, thank, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. If this is your first time, listen to this one. Go back and listen to the next one. That sounds you hear. It's my turn of picking my fantasy draft. How you guys doing? Doing wonderful, my friend. I want to start off. This is Steve, by the way, if you didn't know my voice. I want to start off by apologizing to my family and my friends for swearing last week. Uh, I didn't really. <laughs> and I'm going to try to tone that down. But then again, maybe fucking not. Oops. Hypocritical. Oh. Whoops. Whoops and daisies. I'm right off with a swear. Sorry. Mute his mic. Mute his mic. He's done. Uh, yeah, I got to cut Leave him me off. Baby. We are a three man show baby. tonight. The fourth, the fourth big taker is on his honeymoon. Shouts to Josh getting married and shit. Enjoy that. Shannon Martin. First, first Badass. topic on task for today is Red Sox coming off a two and five week. They lost four games in the standings to the Yankees. They're now six and a half up instead of <laughs> ten, which they were. Are you guys hitting yep. the panic button or not? I mean. Not yet, but but close. You're right? close. Your hands I'm over the panic button. Dude, all the and I, th- I think I mentioned this to you, but all the older people I've spoken to about this Red Sox team, or not, I shouldn't say all of them, but a good amount have referenced the '78 Red Sox and that collapse that season of when they were surefire AL uh, representatives, and all of a sudden end of the season finished second in the AL. That it scares me. Fun fact though manager of the team in 78 because i was i was trying to figure out who was actually on that roster and shit manager way back then our boy don zimmer friend of the program no friend of the yeah, program enemy of the program i'm just kidding don zimmer r.i.p wow isn't that funny yeah he's dead that's right i forgot yeah rip rip <laughs> don confirmed i on the other me. hand this is just a player's weekend thing that's all I don't know. Last year, I think they went one and two during Players Weekend. This year, they just go zero and three. It's just not their weekend. That's all. Dude, I, they're four and six in the last ten. I know. I know. Just hey, the weekend. Not a single person is hitting right now, and only one person is pitching right now, and they're still four and six in the last ten. It's, so they're like, swinging at bad pitches. Like, it's I not. Was it's not all bad. Price is price. Best pitcher since the All Star break. <laughs> that is Price. Yeah. He's elite. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree. Now, Evaldi. What do you think about Evaldi? Is he? Um, can we trust him? I don't. I don't think we can. I wouldn't use the awful. trust word. I once they got him, even though he had two dominant starts, I always felt he would be a bullpen arm because I think I know Erod has had trouble coming off injuries in the past. That was with his knee. He. It's all mental with him. I yeah. think. Uh, they're giving him they're giving him enough rehab starts where I think he's going to come back and be reliable and trustworthy in the playoffs. So I think Ivaldi will go to the bullpen during the playoffs. Erod will be that fourth starter. So um, I think Ivaldi will be fine out of the pen. I agree with you. I th- I think I'd rather depend on Erod down the stretch here in September to the playoffs, and then uh, if he have, like Ivaldi comes in and makes like a spot start, but I'm not fully committed to him being the the end-all, be-all at the end of the rotation. But I, I like Erod's coming back. That makes me feel happy. Tell you what, though. Are we, especially in a playoff rotation, I mean, think about this for a second. How many lefties is too many? I, as a lefty, I kind of, I love the fact that we have a, a lefty-loaded rotation. Right, but three out of four. That's, that's kind of nuts, isn't it? It's weird. And... I was kind of, you know, it's kind of something you've been brewing about the past couple of years with how they've been building it. At one point, coming into this year, the starting rotation was supposed to be Sale, Price, Porcello, Erod, Pomeranz, with Stephen yeah. Wright as like the swing guy. Yeah. That's four out of your five starters are lefties. That's just weird. You don't see that a lot. Especially in a bullpen that's lacking lefties. dominant lefties, you right. know what I mean? And it's, and like, you look at your, your opponents in the playoffs, Yankees, mash lefties, Astros, mash lefties, Indians, mash lefties. So it's kind of a rest, like you're kind of playing with fire there. Yeah, but when you have ace-worthy pitchers, it's like. Right. So like, but 
will Price be able to pitch in New York in the playoffs? Will Price be able to pitch in Houston in the playoffs? Will Sale be able to pitch in Houston in the playoffs? I think I think they're going to be awesome. But that's I think just sale, my bias. Scale, sale kind of scares me because he hasn't been the best in the playoffs. I don't know. He has one start, though. I, I, if you're going to worry about somebody in the playoffs, you have to worry about Price. But I just got a different vibe from him this year, especially after dominant. He won game three last year. I was going to say, Price is awesome last year yes. in terms of coming out of the bullpen, holding a different mentality. Even recently, he's, uh, I don't know. Kind of warmed up to the fans a little bit, I think, in terms of uh, I think his he's, interviews and shit. Yeah, I think he stopped caring about what the media says, yeah. and uh, he's more about the the fan appreciate appreciation. Because I don't think it's that many fans that rag on him around here. It's mostly the radio guys that rag on him. Right. He takes it personal. Yeah. And some of like the journalists and stuff. But as far as fans go. A lot of the older fans hate Price, but like a lot of us, our our age group, we love Price because he's he's passionate. You know, mm-hmm. like I, during the Jimmy Fun thing last week, shout out to Jimmy Fun. Yes, yeah, shout out. Him and uh, Brock Holt had an interview, and Brock Holt was like, "Look, David Price is the best teammate ever, except for the day when he's pitching. Don't talk to him because he's just that type of guy. He, I guess, he just gets in the zone and." If you try to talk to him, you don't want to. You don't want to fuck with him on game day. Oliver, thank you for saying the f word. I was concerned I was going to be the only one, and <laughs> the explicit rating would become because of me. But uh, as far as uh, I, I totally agree with you about price, and I and it's scary. I just want to just divulge real quick about <clears throat> the media. Like I know Brady hung up on. Uh, that radio show today. I don't listen to the radio sh- that radio show, but I know you guys do. But it's it, it sketches me out that uh, like Boston teams get this bad rap because of uh, the media around here. Because I feel like the fans, if, as long as you're you're playing passionately and you're like you show some kind of emotion, we all will rally around you. Like when Price was struggling, if he if he like just started screaming on the mound, I feel like back then we would have been like, yeah, all right, we can get behind you. Like you're, you're trying, you're trying. Like if you're like, if you're acting like you're not trying, then I feel like we hate you more. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm trying to get to. I don't know. Classic example of that John Lackey overall yeah. through his Red Sox career, largely, I mean, really regular season wise, pretty much a disappointment, right? Am I mm-hmm. based absolutely. on his contract? No. He got paid a value. Yeah, absolutely. But postseason wise, when he, I mean, realistically, he's that's why they kind of signed him for postseason, uh, big yeah. postseason play, yeah. especially that. Uh, in 2013 there, he was unreal and fired up, just yelling. And you're right. I think that that's what really turned fans on him. Where it's like, all right, this guy. Oh, yeah. But he, this guy's cool. He's a little different than Price because I think Price is roaming up to the fans. Blackie never did. He was like, get me out of here after that, you know? That's true. No, because re- immediately after, right? Immediately, was it 2014? Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah. He was like, I'm not playing for 500K for you guys, but I'll play for somebody else. Yeah, even though he had that stupid – yeah, I mean – Dude, you sign a contract with a clause that says if you don't play pitch a certain amount of regular season games, you kind of owe it to the the team that you just had a contract with to yeah. play for 500k. But whatever. And how about that? He actually honored that part of the deal. Yeah, like, he I, went I, but he was going to retire. If not, yeah. yeah, you figure he like he wouldn't like, or he'd like sit out or like start of the uh, start of the Alan Craig era here in Boston. And Joe Kelly, don't forget. Of course, Joe Kelly. Yeah, never forget. Alan Craig. True though about John Lackey and like JD Drew, kind of similar too. Like he had his he had his moment in that JD that Drew slam. was like, but he's like the one, most one of those deadly, quiet guys though. You know what I mean? Yeah. He w- but it was hard to root for him for that reason. He was good on the Sox though. Like he didn't give a shit about anything. That's why we didn't like him as fans because right. he's he got paid and didn't give a shit. He's kind of like Crawford and Pablo. He's got paid and didn't give a shit. But JD Drew had like pretty good numbers in Boston overall. Yeah, like yeah, he 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 performed, but he just showed he no never passion. like played a full year, right? Yeah, well, no, and he also, I mean, realistically though, that was one of the first big contracts that we had dished out. So it's like, I don't know, I I don't know about you guys, but at the time, it's like I think to be honest, I remember off the top of my head, five years, fourteen million per. Yeah, seventy like, million. Was like just shocking at the time, where it's like, what the hell is this? Like that's mm-hmm. that's a ton of money for a guy who's he played well. I mean, I. When you think of J.D. Drew, at least me personally, I think of like Cardinals J.D. Drew where he's hitting bombs. I remember playing with him in Slugfest and being like, this dude's the best. He's just a right. cannon. Played yeah. good B. But 
I mean, he, you're right, though. He, he Overall, in retrospect, he was probably worth that money. Um, but at the time, though, when you, you throw out that, that huge contract, you're like, what is going on? He was making more than Poppy, too, so, which was like, at, at like one point. I was like, what the hell? So, True. J.D. Drew's career in Boston, five years. He played five years. <clears throat> His first year in 2007, he played 140 games with a 796 OPS. Nothing too fancy. 2008, he was an all-star, but he only played 110 games with a 927 OPS. 2009 was probably his best year here. 140 games, 914 OPS, 24 bombs. Pretty solid yeah. year. And yeah, then uh, good, 2010 but... kind of died off a little bit. And then 2011, I think, is when fans started hating him. He played 80 games and hit 222. In 2011? Who, who 2011, was yeah. his replacement guy? Was it like... You were like Darnell McDonald and shit? 2011. I don't know. I couldn't. I honestly don't. Darnell McDonald, there's a name. I know. I have a shirt. I, I have one. Say, you saw that? I do, yeah. <laughs> it's all destroyed. Like the, the letters are all like destroyed from the wash, but I have it. <laughs> nice. That was, um, that was Mike Cameron year. And Darnell McDonald played 30 games, 32 games. Oh, Josh Reddick, Mike Cameron year? Oh, that's the year. All right. So I. Remember distinctively hating Mike Cameron because they signed him to play center and put Ellsbury in left, and Ellsbury got hurt that year. Remember? I think Cameron got hurt too, right? I don't know. They that, that like set Ellsbury back two years. It did, yeah. But he came Kinda back like Stephen Drew setting back Xander two years. Tell you what, though, Mike Cameron, he, he's got to be one of the best, like most underrated defensive center fielders. He's a solid of player. our like generation, kind of that we saw mm. him playing. You know what I mean? Like you don't think of him when you think about like a an elite center fielder do you i feel like he doesn't really get enough credit of all time guys because he really was <clears throat> and he was hitting bombs like he was he was with the reds and shit in the mariners i remember like, him from really the mariners specifically mariners, yeah. he was on that uh one team wasn't he yeah yeah he had a he, big year there he hit four home runs in a game once and i knew that because i had a baseball card that said that Brought in 37-year-old Mike Cameron to play center. He played 48 games. That was stupid. Yeah. They had, like, like this defensive... And they had Adrian Beltre, too, right? Was yeah. That, that year? Which yeah. I liked. Obviously, Beltre was dope. Beltre, like, need Ellsbury in the, in the ribs. That's what happened. Yeah, because right? he was playing left. Ellsbury was, was playing so left. That made no sense. The Stephen Drew thing was one of the most cringeworthy experiments ever, too. Adrian Beltre was dope on the Red Sox. One, you know what, though? One season. He hit 320, 920 OPS, 50 doubles, and 28 home runs. He only he could have. Yeah, yeah, he was dope. Adrian Beltre, first battle Hall of Famer, yay or nay? We got, he signed the one-year deal and he bailed immediately. Yeah. That was the, the saddest thing because we just knew we had no shot to sign. Yeah. Him. Throw a shit ton of money and then, and then we had to go with Will Middlebrooks. Well, it was so awkward, too, because Euclid uh, was still there. Oh, and it was yeah. like, what are we going to do? That's, that's when you move Yuka first. And Adrian Gonzalez also, right? Was you there still? There's a guy that has a, a bad rap for no reason for, in Boston, in my opinion. What do you mean? I don't think he has a bad rap. It just kind of didn't really like pan out. Shit on we him. needed to use him to, <laughs> to dump get, salary. To dump Crawford, yeah. He had one, worked out one full season in Boston. He hit 340. I know. That's, an, that's pretty un, unreal. I came close to buying his jersey a few times, to be honest with you. I did buy it for, I think, 20 bucks. What a fall at, off he uh, is. His jersey? Oh my God. His jersey, yeah. Nice. With the 100-year with the, uh, patch, 2012 one, because they are just giving those away at Models. He had six home <laughs> runs this year. He played 54 games this year? What the hell? Is he still playing? Is he Mets? still active? On the Mets, no. They caught him a while. I feel like they caught him yeah, after like three weeks. But he It's got to be over, right? Games. His career. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what? You mentioned Stephen Drew, and it, it was a realistically a bad experiment but one of my favorite things and i guess in retrospect because they won it all it made it worth it but of the 2013 like Sox uh world series run uh against the cardinals there at the end um was the twitter account did Stephen drew get a hit yeah <laughs> just every time you just no 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 that he popped dude, off in the world series though yeah really, like Grand Slam? he batted 158 to put it in perspective fyi in the world series yes <laughs> really yeah well, didn't he? He well, had a big game, though. He did. He had one like huge game. Yeah, but that's isn't that just hilarious, though? Like, and I, I'm looking through it now. Overall, through um, let me see here. He had six hits 
ahead of a possible. Um, wow, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm sorry. Damn. So through the uh, ALDS, two hits, 15 at bats. Not great. 133. ALCS wow. comes up. Big time to shine, right? One hit through 20 at bats. Wow. <laughs> the end of the World Series, three hits and 19 at bats. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Then he's a free agent, and, they, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's get him back. They brought him back like a month or two in. Yeah, after spring training's over, he's got Move no... bogey to third again and set him back another season. That was too that funny. Made no sense. That cracked me up. He made a good amount of money. Yeah, he did. Too. What and happened they, that year? He then, to the did Yankees. he stay the whole year? Or did they get rid of him? They they traded him to the Yankees that year, didn't they? That's right. Oh, man. For that was crazy. Some, for, for, like Kelly Johnson, I think it was. Yep. Oh, did we trade Kelly Johnson to the Braves? I felt better about that because I felt like we cleaned ourselves of a, a Yankees player. What did we get for him? That's the question. Time to find out. While you look that up, we're going to go back to football. You mentioned Tom Brady earlier. Reigning MVP. So that brings, it, brings up the question. Who do you guys think will win MVP this year in the NFL? MVP is going to be. Don't say Michael Thomas. You know I was going to say that, but I can't right now. You really? Oh no. Yeah, oh, yeah it's kind of egregious. Uh, I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, you know what? This is hot takes. Yeah, big takes. big takes. Here's my big take. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I hope so. Just brace yourself, baby. It's going to be Jared Goff. Jared Goff. It's going to be Jared NFL Goff. MVP? Yep. He's going to be the number one quarterback. I'm a, I'm a 110% believer. He's got the best. The, I think the Rams have the best team in the league from top to bottom. And I'm absolutely frightened about them. And you know what? It might be all hype. Maybe it's all hype, but I'm buying into it because what I saw from Goff last year was absolutely nasty. Adding Cooks is going to be sweet. They got Gurley. Come on. Then the defense is insane. It, Dude, what if they don't resign? Well, they're linebackers. Yeah, they got linebackers. No, no, no. Yeah. They're they're a solid team. Don't get me wrong, but I'm frightened they of the Rams. Resign Aaron Donald. They're young. They dude, that coach. Him. Dude, that coach. What's his name? Uh, Sean, Sean McVay. Randolph. Whatever. McVay. McVay. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. What do I know? I'm no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Big takes, baby. But dude, yeah, I think they're going to be unstoppable. I think the Rams are just going to be like a fucking juggernaut. Bigger take. They don't win the conf the, the division. Who does? Wow. San Fran at 10 and 6. Yikes. Man. What are yeah. you talking about? Bigger, bigger take. I'll, I'll take you. Or Gilly, who do you got for MVP? MVP? So, I mean, realistically, I feel like you, you got the, the usual suspects up at the top of the list in terms Brady. of Brady and Rodgers having the best shots. Yep. Breeze, you can't discount him. Um, but I, I kind of have two sleeper guys that I – maybe not sleepers because they're still decent uh, favorites. Sleeper and Jared Goff? No, not, not – true. I mean, you're right. I guess he is a sleeper. Um, but I think that uh, – I guess low, less low-key or more low-key, I should say, uh, sleepers. I think Deshaun Watson, if he puts it together for the whole season, he's he's got a good chance. The they reason take. why Aaron Rodgers I, – I don't know. He'll figure it out in terms of the, the offense and uh, – in Green Bay there. But, I mean, without Jordy Nelson as a crutch there, Randall Cobb I really don't trust, to be honest, no. to be a true blue, like, <laughs> number one guy at all. The Never. running back situation is a mess. It is. Ben Montgomery has shown flashes. I Who knows what to expect? Jamal Williams is kind of similarly. I don't I don't trust anyone, uh, which is a large reason why I kind of stayed away from them in a recent fantasy football draft. But Jimmy Graham, I guess, it should be a legit option. But uh, at the same time. He should have been in um, Seattle too, though. But um, but yeah, so Deshaun is kind of my my top pick there. Um, but um, I'm trying to think, I think I had one more. Oh, and then Russell Wilson. To be honest, I, I'm big on Russell Wilson. Good transition this year. into my uh, MVP pick. Oh, do it, Russell Wilson. Oh wow, yeah, see that. Yep. <laughs> wow. It's it's his it's his time. He's always had he's always had like obviously. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl. We know that. 
He's also good enough to lose a Super Bowl. We know that. Shout out Malcolm Butler. <coughs> he, he's never really shown a full 16 games in the regular season, start to finish of dominating. He, he always has like a three or four game bad stretch. Sometimes it's in the middle, sometimes in the beginning. I think this is the year it just all fits together. He lost Jimmy Graham. Doesn't matter. He's got Dougie Baldwin, his BFF. True. Undrafted. Good story. That kind of, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Rashad Penny. They, they might Maybe. actually have like a stable running game to help him out for the first time since Marshawn left. Let's hope. Uh, You're right. That yeah. is, that's a bigger question to, to to keep defenses honest there. Yeah, that's the thing. He, I don't know. I, I'm big on him. I'm not like the biggest Russell Wilson fan, but I think he's winning MVP this year. He puts up insane numbers he year does. after year, kind of without real respect. You know what I mean? Of being like, okay, this guy's a, a consistently, at least even in terms of fantasy, top five uh, quarterback, easy. Dude's never thrown more than 11 interceptions in a year. Wow. Consistently, he's never been lower than 2,000 uh, yards passing. Like, I mean, 3,000. 3,000, yeah. I'm selling him short. I feel like his. Uh... His rookie year, he was hyped up a bunch, like a shit ton, right? Like he he won the starting job over Matt Flynn, right? They paid Matt yeah. Flynn a bunch of money. He won the starting job over him. He tore it up. He, you know, he took him deep. And then after that, they kind of just he was just kind of in that mode, like where they expect him just to be good. And uh, so I expect him to be phenomenal this year. No, I, and I, I mean, too, he's athletic enough to really keep defenses honest in that sense. That's the thing. Is, to, yeah, he's yeah. not like the RG three types where they look to run first. He's a pocket passer that can just extend the play, kind of like Cam and Rogers too. Yeah, and, and Rogers obviously he's the best at it. Yeah, and I like uh, I don't know Tyler Lockett. He's interesting, and I mean to be yeah. honest, Brandon Marshall. Anything you I get out of him, Brandon crazy. Marshall. Yeah. Oh Which yeah. Is, if he, I, if he stays he healthy, he could yeah, he could be a good red zone threat. No, I like it. I like that pick. Before we get to confessions, I got a pop quiz for you guys. Wait, 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 wait. are we moving off the NFL already? Uh, oh yeah, we got rookie of the year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Here we go. Come on, Ollie. All right, a rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. It's one mojito tonight, and he's <laughs> kids twisted. He's watermelon mojito. Shout out oh. BJ's Brewhouse. If you want to sponsor us, let us know. That mojito <laughs> was off the chain. Yo. Your pizza, top notch. Wow. Scrumptious. So, we got Rookie of the Year. Do we want to do offensive and defense for both conference? Sure. sure. All right. <laughs> I'll start. We'll go in reverse order here. Uh, NFC offensive, I don't think it'll be close. I think it'll be Barkley. I don't think, like I said. They just revamped their O-line, and they drafted a running back. That's a beast. I expect him to be insane. Like, I wouldn't say Zeke-esque rookie year, but pretty close to Zeke. Zeke's yeah. rookie year is what I'm expecting out of him. Um, for AFC rookie, I want to say Baker, but I don't <laughs> trust Hugh Jackson to start him. I mean, you can't but I'm going with him anyway. I'm going with him anyway. Baker Mayfield, AFC Rookie of the Year, 12 game starter. That's all he's going to need. Do you really think Tyrod's going to lose the job that quick, though? Quick enough to. I personally, this is another topic I actually want to touch on. If you take a quarterback first overall, he should play 16 games. If you take a quarterback third overall, he should play 16 games. If you invest that much you, and you don't start him, that's a year off the rookie contract. That's a year off development. I don't care. Start yeah. the freaking rookie quarterback, for crying out loud. You start every other position you take there. Start the damn quarterback. He's not going to learn. You're telling me he's going to learn more sitting on the bench watching Tyrod than he is in the field playing? I know you're a Tyrod guy, Gilly, but yeah. I don't believe that. Okay, how'd that work out for Ryan Leaf? Hey, <laughs> for every Ryan Leaf, there's a Russell good. Wilson. There's or Jimmy a, Garoppolo. Oh, wait. Hey, sitting really? behind the GOAT for three years is different than sitting behind Tyrod. Don't disrespect Tyrod. It's oh not It's God. not a disrespect. I think Tyrod. the playoffs for I, the first time in how many years? I think, the Bills, I think the Bills should have kept Tyrod. I think he's better than Josh Allen and A.J. McCarron. 
But if I'm the Browns and I take a QB first overall, I'm starting him 16 games. If you're if you're Especially, the Browns, give, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, you can go, Steve. Well, I was just gonna just add to what Oliver said because after the failure of Johnny Menzel and all that shit, and you got you, you pick Baker first overall, you gotta put him in. You gotta he's he's the guy. You 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 made him the face of your franchise. Yeah, you know he's the guy going forward. Let's start. Just, let's start it now, and then and go around. forward instead of waiting a year. And you gave him the money too. That's the other thing. Like you already you already paid him. You're gonna you're gonna pay him to sit. Hell no. You're getting in the game, buddy. That's how I feel about that. All right, Gilly, you have that sorry. long list of Browns quarterbacks. You're willing to risk it all by just rushing them in there and You've got to. What's he need? He's it's coming not... off a awesome college season. Like he's he's ready to go. Side note. I'm scared what? that Hugh Jackson is going to ruin Baker before he even has a chance. So, so you want him to play, but you're afraid of the head coach that's currently coaching. Yes, exactly. He's going it's to a, ruin the him Browns. Are, they're, they're still a mess. I know they're America's team right now. For some reason, everybody's hopping on the Browns bandwagon, but they still have Hard the knocks. worst coach in arguably in NFL history. Statistically, he's probably the worst coach in NFL history. He's one in thirty-one. That's got to be the worst winning percentage for a full-time head coach ever. Yeah, but if you I saw Hard say, Knocks, you'd see him run into the, that fucking lake or whatever it was and cleanse himself of last year's season, though. So they're going to be fine. I'm sorry. Who do you After guys, watching right. Hard Knocks, I, it's like even doubly confirmed how bad Hugh Jackson – like he, he doesn't even care if they're like working out or like if they're taking play. Like, dude, you're not even like, coaching. Like, you're scaring me. Who you guys like, got like, for like, rookies? If, Offensive rookies, who you guys got? All right. NFC. I, I, I'll, I'll cut in here, Steve. That's okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, sorry. I think Barkley's just the the easy pick. I mm-hmm. I can't really logically pick a guy like I I wanted to say Rashad Penny to be honest, but at the same time, Barkley's just the the easy pick there. I can't. Rosen's I'd, interesting. If too. I were betting, I would bet on Saquon Barkley on that. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, and then I'm sorry, and then AFC, a little more interesting, a little uh, up in the air, so to speak. I think I my my AFC pick is. As much as I love Baker, because I'm a big Baker guy, don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's going to play enough of the season to uh, to really have a good chance. Sam Darnold, he's just the darling of the Jets. Every Jets fan I follow on Twitter is obnoxious and retweeting and favoriting every single Sam Darnold. Fucking, uh, I don't even just know. It's just the stupidest stuff. Like he's tearing up training camp. Congratulations. Supposedly he looks really good. I. He looked good in the preseason game, so I'll I'll kind of trust that a little bit. I think it's it's his job to lose at this point. I I don't think that they're too invested in McCown to be like, okay, Darnold, we're gonna uh, bench you for half the season just to to show you the ropes in that sense. They have nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, I think if it was Tyrod, because Tyrod is a much better quarterback, it might be a different situation. But because it's not, he's my AFC rookie of the year pick. Like it. What do you got, Steve? Any. Anything else coming uh, different? Yeah, you know what? Cause you guys both said Saquon, like Saquon's going to be the man, obviously. But if he's not, which in the off chance he's he isn't, I got a I got a hot take for you. Cause and you know what? I think Josh will be proud because it's out of nowhere. Calvin Ridley. It's, it's my boy. No, it's not. It's Michael Gallup on the on the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, I think he's going to be nasty. Um, they they don't they have Alan Hearns. As their top receiver, like Terrence Dak Williams needs... is still there too. Yeah, Cole Beasley, Cole. Oh, yeah, Cole. Don't forget Cole. <laughs> yeah, can't forget Cole. He's dope. Oh, he's, Ter- he's like a PPR guy. That's it. What? Sorry, <laughs> Terrence Williams. He just never. Yeah, he never put. He never put it together. He he sucks. But uh, Gallup's gonna be the man, if not. And I think it. I don't know. That's that's all I gotta say about that. And then for my AFC, I got your boy. Josh Allen. <laughs> I like that. Josh I, Allen. I do like it. Have you seen his uh, – so if he starts, his the Bills' starting schedule is rough. Oh, really? They're throwing rain to the Wolves, which I kind of like because it's like, welcome to the NFL. Every team's good. You got to earn it. And A.J. McCarron's like still it. hurt, I think, right? So, hey, who yeah. knows? Josh Allen got cheered for throwing a pass out of bounds because it went so far in his first throw in preseason, so – Bill's, no Bill's Mafia just loves to cheer for shit. That's a, that, yeah. 
I like it. I think Josh Allen's a great choice for Buffalo, too. I think he's personality. I, I love it. I was hoping Josh Allen would go to the Steelers. Like, I was, I was hoping, like for his career, I don't want the Steelers to be good, but I thought Josh Allen would be a great fit for them. Because Big Ben, I think he still retires after this year's over. That's my hot take again. Uh, but Josh Allen would have been a great fit for them. But as a Bill, I think he's going to end up having a lot of success, too. Yeah, tell you what, they have weapons, too. Don't Kelvin Benjamin, he's he's all right. He's, he's solid. I, I still like Zay Jones. I don't know what Corey Coleman could do at this point. I oh. think if Hugh Jackson's giving up on you, it's not a great sign. That's um, <laughs> But you know what, though? In terms of – and I, I kind of have geared a couple of my fantasy drafts already towards uh, a couple guys that I think Josh Allen will depend on, which is as rookie Charles quarterbacks Clay. often do. Charles Clay. Oh, a little yeah. trusty tight end crutch there. Yeah. And then uh, your boy LaShawn McCoy. Some check down. Definitely. Especially in a PPR league. Yep. But, um, yeah. That's why I like McKinnon a lot this year, too, because I feel like Jimmy's going to rely on him a lot over in San Fran. You know what, though? In terms of, uh, Steve, if you're, uh, you're all in on your boy, Michael Gallup, the odds right now on him uh, winning Rookie of the Year, plus 6000 You put $10 on that, you'd win 600 Just out uh, here. Okay. Daily, uh, How do I do that? I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll love to talk after. What do you guys got about uh, <laughs> defense? All right, I'll start with defense. AFC defense. Um, rookie of the year. Pretty straightforward for me personally. I think Bradley Chubb is arguably the best player in the draft last year. Uh, him, oh, it was, him or Barkley, I think, was kind of a toss-up for me. So I think Bradley Chubb with Von Miller. Broncos Pastros is back. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, AFC. I mean, yeah, AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year. NFC Defensive Rookie of the Year <laughs> is your boy, Roquan Smith. Dude is a freak. He's like what we all wanted Jamie Collins to be, but faster. Less freelancing. That's Yo, yeah. <laughs> Those are my two picks for defense. Okay. For you. Wow. Yeah. You know Is he what? Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'm. Well, I'm thinking because what's his face? Denzel Ward is is hurt. I hurt, hurt hurt his back. That's definitely my choice. If he was if he was healthy. Oh my god. It's gonna be when he's healthy. It's gonna, it's gonna be. Oh my god! You and your Urban Meyer, Ohio State. Dude, it's not my fault. Oh, have best recruiting. Oh no. Best recruiting team. In the freaking college circuit, no one's yeah. better. Moving on. What about okay, NFC? Okay, no, wait, no, wait, no, and I'm, I'm gonna say not Denzel works. I think he's hurt. So in that case, AFC goes to Minka Fitzpatrick on the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's pretty dirty. Ab- wait, what am I hearing? Oh, sorry. I have. <laughs> Do you hear that? No. Oh, sorry. I have like some music playing in the back. Um, <laughs> come through my speakers. Uh, Mickey Fitzpatrick, absolutely nasty in Alabama. I love him. And then uh, for for NFC, I don't know. I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head. I have to look it up. So, Gilly, go ahead. All right, that's fine. AFC. This is this is going to kind of tie in uh, towards the end here when we go talk about our our low key uh, little uh, favorite non like patriot or non biased. Uh, uh, players in the league that are like those NFL guys that you root for. Yeah. I am just obsessed mm-hmm. with this type of player, and that's why I think he's going to win the rookie there, or at least I really hope he does. Derwin James, kid's a freak athletically. I, I would love to see him flourish in that Chargers uh, secondary. I think he will. I think uh, they're already potent as is, and I think he's just going to be gravy, and he's going to turn into a uh, just a dynamic fucking safety option. I don't know. He, he's like one of those hybrid guys too. You could throw him around anywhere. I love it. Yeah, I'm he's like, he's like a he's like a way better. Most he's like Pat Chung 2.0. Yeah, he's just, just like a guy I just want to play with in Madden all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's, he's that's, sick. Yeah, that's where I'm at with him. And then in terms of uh, uh, NFC defensive player of the year options, kind of similar to Steve. A little little bit of a reach because I'm I don't know. I I feel like uh, I don't have a I don't know as, as deep of a knowledge of those guys. But one guy that I think has, I don't know, gotten my attention a little bit uh, coming out of college at uh, Texas. Um, actually, I think it was even, like, was it San Antonio, too? 
But Marcus Davenport, I remember watching the draft and seeing him just like getting drafted by the Saints and being so jealous, and I just wanted him on the Patriots really bad. Yeah, that was like a questionable pick for them, though, wasn't it? Like, it was kind of skeptical at first, but he's like a freak. Yeah, well, he had some injury, I think. Yeah. His hand or his wrist or something like that. Um, That was kind of a a question mark, I think, at that point, too. Um, So I think it's a, you're right, though, relatively risky pick, but I think that could be one of those, like, uh, high risk, high reward type guys. Yeah. Especially, I mean, what, you, you went like. I don't know. It was in the twenty. The I draft. think they they traded up for him. Remember? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, fourteenth pick. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my two guys. Cool. I gotta be honest with you. I looked it up. I don't know any of these players, so <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest and say I don't know who's gonna be the NFC. I just don't know at all. I think Rokon Swift is the easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. He's the favorite. Yeah. I think. Shout out Calvin Ridley. That's who Josh would have picked wide receiver on the Falcons for AFC for a NFC offensive rookie. He would have picked Calvin Ridley, hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Total bias. All right, little pop quiz. So, this is a new. This is an idea I had. I'm going to do a pop quiz every week. Whoever wins the pop quiz gets to pick the topic for the confession segment next week. Wow. I like it. All right. This week's pop quiz. Can you guys name? We're gonna see how far back we can go, starting from last year. The World Series matchups, year to year. Okay. And we're just gonna keep going until one of you gets it wrong, and whoever wins will. Uh, Is it me versus Gilly? Yep. Yeah, you, 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 you versus Gilly. Okay. And, Forever matchup. Wow. Yeah. Head to head. Who goes first? Uh, rock paper scissors for it. All right, ready? How the hell are we? Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Wait, are you on the? I don't see you on the. Though, hang on. Yeah, he's on there. Okay. All right. Ready, ready? Rock. Rock paper scissors. Shoot. Okay, you got me. All right, cool. All right, Steve. Twenty seventeen. Astros. Astros. Dodgers. All right. All right. Gilly. Twenty sixteen. Cubs. Indians. All right. Twenty fifteen. Steve. Uh, I already forgot. Um, <laughs> Come on. Uh, g- give me a hit, somebody. Think uh, about... Oh, um, send them home. Who who did not run? Oh, uh, Giants and uh, Royals. Wrong. Oh, no. Gilly, can you get this? I'm sorry. That was the wrong reference. That was a bad one. It was, it was still the Royals, but it was the Mets. I got confused there. I feel oh, bad. I, Giants, I Giants of 2014. Yeah. Even year. Uh, My bad. I, I lost, but... That one's on me. <laughs> can you guys... I should know that that was the... All right. Let's just see if you guys can keep going. 2014. I just told you Giants-Royals. 2013. Come on. Socks. Easy. Socks. All right. 2012. Even year. Giants again. Yeah. Do you know they beat? No. Uh, no. Who do they play? The original Mad Max. Oh, Tigers. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. 2011. That was Cards. Cards and Rangers. Yep, Rangers. And the Rangers again, because the Rangers could not win. Yep, against even year. Giants. And then we got 2009. Fuck. 2009. That was Cardinals. Hangout. No. No. Brad Lidge of the Phillies. I have his bobblehead right here. Against the Yankees. Yep. Yankees won that one. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Duh. Yeah, the first year of the stadium. Actually, I should say that was 2008, but it was still the Yankees. 2008 was the year the Phillies won against... The Rays. The Rays, yep. David Price, RIP. And oh, wait, he's better now. 2007, oh, we all know. know. We all know 2007. Right. Yeah. Sox over the Rockies. 2006. The Cardinals won that one. Yes, they did. You know they beat... Uh, that was also the Tigers, right? Yes. This was such Car- a weird year. Remember how weird this was? The Cardinals like barely got scraped through to the wild card. They're five games above five hundred, and they just plow through. That was a weird wow. year. That was 06? 05? Yeah. 05 was, is White Sox. Yeah. White Sox? Yeah, I remember that, I remember that one because it was the year after the Red Sox broke their curse. The White Sox yep. broke right. their curse. White Sox over the Astros. Only reason I really remember that vividly is because Edgar Renteria grounded out for the last out of the Red Sox season, and I remember hearing it on the radio 
and literally like being so upset and just like just eyes teared up to the max as my family went out to dinner at WB Cody's in Westerly. We were just everyone was like, "What is wrong with it? Like, is he okay?" Yeah, Red Sox just got eliminated, and that just was heartbreaking. I, don't I, I remember. Just assumed ever the Red Sox won in 2004, so they're going to win forever. And it was just like every year was just going to be the thing. And I'll never forget that. Edgar Renteria. Oh. Renteria is the reason. Do you guys you ever won? like one of the worst days, probably of my life, honestly was when I found out that Four Days in October was no longer on Netflix. Oh, man, I watched that 40 times on Netflix. I've watched that so many times, dude. That was the best. Every time you wanted to reminisce, you yeah. just go watch Bill Simmons and Lenny Clark talk like idiots. Kevin Millar, oh, what a Oh, team. I know it. All right. So, Gilly, you get to pick Confessions Topic for next week. <coughs> Damn it. Leads I'm sorry. In. I totally missed that was That was I, I was unintentional. I knew it was Royals. I I was thinking that that was against the Mets, though. But now, in retrospect, that was against the the Giants and Mad Bum. That'll that hot take. Yeah, that's take. one of the Alex Gordon should have ran home, and that's not even hot. That's like the truth. Like he, if he had ran home, and he got you know called out, that was that would have been the most badass thing. Like the like he he tried, but since he quivered, they like, I don't know. I, I I like you don't know what would what happened if he ran home, but instead. He wimped out, and for that, I just can't forgive him. I can't forgive the Royals. They, they could have won that World Series, but no. True. Speaking of crossing home, by the way, a little, uh, little shout-out to our, our friend of the program and potential future guest, Connor Ryan, in terms of uh, certain players crossing home. Recently yeah, he had a great call of a uh, <laughs> pretty funny moment, actually. And for anyone that... Uh, that is, it's still listening at this point, like about 50 minutes in. Um, <laughs> if you, I know, thank you for listening, guys. Anyone listening. Pull it up on YouTube or something. Or we'll, pull it we'll up on tweet Twitter. Out, yeah, we'll tweet out the link later. Yeah, tomorrow. but it's an awesome moment in terms of uh, a former uh, Red Sox player and manager, actually, uh, Butch Hobson, uh, that uh, was is managing uh, an independent league baseball team, the Chicago Dogs, um, and Connor, who is uh, one of our, our dear friends of the program, um, actually is the the announcer, the radio announcer for the, the Sioux City Explorers, and he had a great call where the manager uh, pretends to hit a home run and after getting kicked out of the game, it proceeds to, to take his, his bases, goes all the way around, high-fives the third-base coach. It's a pretty, uh, pretty funny watch, and he does a good job calling it. But a little fun fact, because I, afterwards I was like, Butch Hobson, what, what do we really know about that guy? Not only was he on the 78th Red Sox, who, I don't know, I – had that famous collapse, which makes me a little nervous. Sorry to say, but I was like looking at his stats, just at, just out of curiosity, just like compare it to something of today. In 1977, he led the league in strikeouts with 162 strikeouts. That's it. Okay, that's that's good for. Isn't that isn't that crazy? That's good for a 25 percent strikeout rate. Which is like okay, that's not great, but at the same time, today that's that's doable. That you can you can salvage that. That's like uh, whatever. Today, as of right now, as of August 27th of 2018, our former top prospect, Yon Moncada, <laughs> through 120 games, has struck out 181 times. Wow. 34% strikeout rate. Isn't that just crazy? And it's not even just an attack on him, which I, it's really not, but um, just crazy how much the game has changed. There's just dingers and, and Ks at this point, and a guy like that, 162. Over the course of the season, leads the league, and then you have—I think there were like uh, five guys that have already eclipsed that total through like 120 games this year. Insane. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Another fun fact that is that Luke Voigt is like crying right now. Good fuck Luke like, Voigt. Like, actually, like had tears in his eyes. Where he get hit? No, uh, like the guy threw a pickoff to him at first base and he like kind of like twisted his hand the wrong way and he's, he's okay he's like staying in the game but he had like tears in his eyes I was like man milking it he was like Brian McCann too I thought it was him alright guys time for confessions confessions let's go what's the confession confessions this week an NFL player and an MLB player that you love unconditionally that is not a superstar and has not no, the Red Sox. No affiliation Patriots. with the Red Sox or the Patriots. Okay. Who wants to start? 
I'll start it up. All right. Who you got? All right. So I'm going to say somebody that is, you know, statistically a superstar. He has <laughs> unbelievable stats. Unreal. And soon he'll be heralded as, uh, heralded, <laughs> get the word out, uh, as an all-time great player and a likely Hall of Famer someday. And his what? name is Jose Ramirez. Oh, he's At, a superstar. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I know he is, you know, his stats are, but no, no one seems to, like, Give him the the credit that's due, you know. You know, Twitter does, but like, I don't know. He'll be MVP this year, you know. <gasps> Ooh, over big take. big take, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be. It's that's my big take today. I'm gonna say him. Just I'll, I'll make it fast because I know we're getting close to the hour mark. Yeah, but Jose, uh, absolutely. And then my other guy that is like not on the team who I love unconditionally right now is Matt Chapman. He's just unreal. I just I love him. <laughs> He's a superstar. And then for football, I have to say another future Hall of Famer in Michael Thomas. But he's going to be a star, so I can't say that really. And otherwise, Alan Hearns, always loved him on the Jaguars and now on the Cowboys. And I love your boy, Corey Grant, on the Jaguars. <laughs> he's absolute speedster, went to Auburn. He's going to be – if if he like gets to start multiple games – he could. He, he'll show you what's up, dude. Leonard Fournette is nothing. <laughs> Shout out to and, the listeners that want us to talk Madden real quick. Here's our Madden second. Corey Grant, Madden hack. There you go. Absolute hack. Unfair hack. Oh, my God. Will, Will what's his face? I destroyed him with him. All right, Gilly. Confess, confess, confess your sins. All right. My, uh, my confessions for, uh, for these two. Uh, so, NFL, kind of a weird one. I feel like, I don't know, I struggle a little bit with this, but at the same time, similar to my, my Derwin James pick, I'm going to go with Jabril Peppers. I just am infatuated with freak athletes like that that just like have no real true position. Uh, usually it doesn't play out well for them in their careers, but at the same time, I am rooting for them so hard to just be uh, whatever, hybrid safety. I'm a big Jabril Peppers guy too. Yeah, he is just a freak athlete. If you want to trade me Michigan him and then... Oh, I'm, not, that, I'm not the Browns not this the Browns. year. Not I the Browns. I want them so bad. But um, but yeah, that's my uh, NFL pick. And then baseball. Baseball is tricky because I feel like uh, I don't know. I could talk myself into so many different guys, especially recent players that have been on my fantasy team. Just uh, I don't know. Here and there, just kind of catch my heart and just catch me in the feels. But one. Not so, not so sexy pick. That's under the radar. Michael Conforto. He's, yeah, he's had my heart from the start. <laughs> yeah, he, he always cracks me up whenever he like hits a home run or has a big game on Twitter. A bunch of people just tweet out pictures of his mom because she's she's a very attractive woman, and it's just <laughs> the funniest thing ever. And uh, and I yeah, I I really enjoy him. I uh, my favorite part of going to Mets games is is seeing picture people with uh Michael Conforto jerseys and thinking, man, that's it's a sad reality they live in, but um, but I'm kind of jealous at the same time. The fact that you paid $150 for a Michael Conforto jersey for this type of Mets team, but that's neither here nor there. Hot take, the Mets ruined Michael Conforto's career by rushing him back from that shoulder surgery. True. Um, he, was, he was upset about that. Mm. But, but I love him, though. I'm glad you said that. Okay. Oh, what you got? Confession time. Ever since Madden 13, where I went on my famous Browns tirade, Tim Tebow at the helm, my favorite non-Patriots player has been Deshaun Gibson. Safety. He was the guy I would use here every single play. He was the man. I made him nasty before he was discovered to be nasty. He had a he had like a hurt year. He went to the Jags last year. Bounce back, part of that sick Jags defense. Sean Gibson, I know you're listening. Shout out, you're the man. <laughs> wow. Thank you. As Sean for baseball, Gibson. like you guys have said, there's so many people for baseball over the years that you can count on. But I think, oh no, my favorite guy <laughs> that was never on the Red Sox is K Rod. Oh, huge. Oh, we K-Rod all time fan. Ah. 
It's an all-time thing. I thought it was like a. I like thought a, it was like, like recent. Right if we're going, if we're going recent, got to got to go with the got to go with him, Gilly. Got to go with Justin Boer. Oh, I think. Never mind. You thought I was going Tommy Pham? No, I thought you were going to go with a different name that ended with O R. Odor. Yeah. <laughs> no. Rognet Odor. Keeper. Okay, Justin Boer. I, I respect that. Justin yep. Boer. Or Big shout boy, out right? Preston Tucker. Or shout out anybody yeah. that doesn't use batting gloves. I love you. Also, Blake's shout out. Jorge Posada. Weird. No, fuck him. <laughs> Just kidding. Also, shout out. Carl Crawford on the Rays and Sonny Gray on the A's. Love you guys. Uh, that's a lot to take in. And yeah. Carl on the Marlins. I don't agree with any of those. <laughs> Except for maybe Sonny Gray on the A's. Like I was a big Sonny Gray guy too. Oh, Sonny Gray I like Abasil Garcia a lot. He's one of my favorite pe- people that no one cares about. There's so many people. Just like... I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like we all have a general people. understanding of who likes who too that like it's like a secret like a like Abasil Garcia, you guys know I like him. But no one adds him because he sucks. Yeah. He always has like a couple hot streaks throughout the year though. Makes him worthwhile owning for a brief amount of time. It's just a matter of timing it, right? Yeah. Oh. He's not going through that at all right now. He's absolutely terrible. No. Before we finish Instead of top five songs from Lupe, let's do top three real quick before we end. <laughs> we forgot top Artist three. of the Week. Let's do it. Unbelievable. All right, Artist of the Week. I'm going to start. We did Lupe because Josh isn't really the biggest Lupe fan, but we all loved Lupe back in high school. So just kind of getting that nostalgia from, you know, listen to Lupe all day kind of brought you back. Old Lupe, to be specific. My number three Lupe song, Daydreaming. Absolute yeah. classic. Can't go wrong listening to Daydreaming. Number two, kind of mainstream, but the first Lupe song I ever heard was Superstar. I still love what? that song. Yep. You were there for Kick Push? Obviously, I went back and listened to it, but the first Lupe song I ever heard was was, uh, was Superstar. So I feel like that was a real, the first one that really became like a radio hit and that people actually... And then... Yeah. My number... My favorite Lupe song all time, shout out, I think it was Madden... Oh seven. Oh, I know what it is. The instrumental baby. Yeah. Yep, my favorite Lupe song right there. Wow. Special shout out though. Uh honorable mention to uh Mission, it's a single. Fuck cancer. And Paris Tokyo. Is that a newer one? Mission Paris Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's uh it's kinda new. It's just like uh I don't know. I like it because it's got like you know me. I like meaningful songs. That's got a good meaning behind it. So, mm-hmm. and it's catchy. And uh, yeah, special shout out Mission and Paris Tokyo. Honorable mention. Love that song too. Top three is tricky. I'm losing it. I'm Steve, give me to... give me top three while Gilly sorts it out. Top three. All right. I'm gonna give you top, my top five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it down. I don't care. Okay. Because <laughs> Lupe for a long time was my favorite rapper ever. And also my biggest dis- disappointment as a rapper or musician. I he broke my heart. And uh, but I'm gonna say my top five. Number five, the cool. Love that song. Great story. I lo- it just I listen to it a lot, even though it was just like a story song. Number four is go 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 gadget flow. I just couldn't believe how fast, how how many styles Lupe had. He just what a badass. What a, Lupe in his prime with the cool. The album was such an incredible piece of art. That's a top five like, album for me. Yeah, like. Even though he's sold out and he's terrible now, or I mean, he's got some, you know, he, Tetsuo in youth was all right, but, you know, the cool will always remain like an all time classic. Top five, wow. Yeah, I think it's up there with me. Number three uh, is High Definition, him and Snoop Dogg on The Cool. That's a good one. Love that song. Uh, number two, uh, I, you know, I was going to say, you know, I don't know. Uh, number two is uh, he, he Say, She Say, She Say, can't, if I can get it out. <laughs> uh, fucking love that beat just love it and the number one uh, is Paris Tokyo I just love that song yeah. ah. that song is sick love it Paris Tokyo is my number four that's okay. like I, I get just off the list I mean Steve said five so I'm gonna say five uh, number five it is just like the Lupe song I think of automatically when I think of like my first if I have to start singing them in my head hip hop saved my life might be yeah. a little mainstream love that song I do too Three. Yeah. 
three, Kick Push. I think that that's just classic. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's the, the coolest song. Um, two, another mainstream choice, but I don't really care. When I think of – I actually had this song at like number five or so, and then I thought of the music video, and I had to watch the music video, and it just like pumped me up so much that I had to include it at two, uh, was The Show Goes On. That song is just classic. It I, is a classic. Show I, Goes On, yeah. I should yeah. listen to that song more often when I get pumped up. Um, number one, though, for me, uh, is Hurt Me Soul. I think that was my uh, – Oh, like, yeah. That was on my list. Lupe song. Yeah. Love that song. I love that song too. I wrote that down, but I didn't add it in. In daydreaming. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. That was, that was a quick little run through. Lupe. Shout out uh, uh-huh. 2009 to 2011. Lupe, you're the man. Whoa, 2006. Isn't that when he's? Like... I, I, I'm just. Think, I was thinking like high school. That's when I listened to Lupe the most. Okay. 2000, yeah, 2006. You're right. With uh, it was yeah. Those albums were mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah food, is that yeah. when Food and Liquor came out? Yeah, I'd say 2006, right? And then The Cool was like two years after that, right? Yeah. He was pumping yeah. him out for a, a few years there. It's like one after like you know what I mean? No gaps. Mm-hmm. We should have a segment one day on uh, announced albums that never came out, and it would be number two with Lupe <laughs> and number one Detox. Yeah, but they end up putting out the, like another album. Like I thought Dre was never going to do it. I thought Dre was like done with rap. Dude, yeah, that, I mean that's not detox though. The it's Compton not. album, Compton, like it was. You know what was detox? Me. Relapse. All those beats were detox beats. Really? As far as it, like, I, I think I read something about that. It was like, yeah, all the production, Eminem just fucking rapped on it. But like, yo, I'm sure there's tons and tons of other music that Dre ever released. Cool. Release it someday. All right, dudes. Anything else before we wrap it up? Make them good. Explosive. Yeah. If anybody got this far, thank you. Yeah, all the power <laughs> to you. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Have a good week. Later. And wipe the rain from my dear like dash shirt. Use the dame, who's the username to all my passwords. The reason I get fly is I've been Jasper. I even keep your picture in my passport. Love, love. Runway, I got you. Who loves you, babe? Now bring it back now. Uh. Let's go to see.